Welcome everyone to episode 483 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Uh, no Corey this week. We tried to record it over the weekend, but it just didn't work out with everyone. Uh, my family got up early this weekend, and I'm not really sure why. But uh, that really messes up when we try to record on the weekend in the morning, so we are recording Monday night, actually. Uh, so no Corey, because Corey really, I guess, is only available, for the most part, uh, weekend mornings. So no Corey this week. Hopefully next weekend we can get one early in the morning on the weekend. Uh, but our topic for today is going to be 2021 gaming predictions. We like to do this every year, and I'm pretty sure we always mean to reflect on them later on in the year and never end up doing that. So... I think one year I wanted to do a scorecard. This is the year. This is the year, yeah. 2021, it, it, we'll, we'll be celebrating our 10-year anniversary of doing the Thumbstick Athletes podcast later this year. That's crazy. Yeah. Corey wanted me to try to time it Ten so years. that our 10-year episode was also our 500th episode. So I've got I've got to plan ahead and see if I can do that. Because uh, our, our anniversary would be, it, it would be either the end of July or August. Um and I just, we have, uh, so this is episode 483, so 17 more episodes before then. So I just have to figure out the timing. Um, and then if we have to skip a week or here or there, then then we'll do that. But uh, ideally, we'd we would like to get our 500th episode to be also our 10-year anniversary of doing the TSA podcast, right? I mean, we've been no strangers to missing episodes the last yeah. uh, little bit. So. It's, yeah, it's been very hard to get into any kind of routine lately with things. Um, yeah, it's been tough. It's been yeah. tough. So, uh, Will, do you have anything you want to tease for later on the episode? Um, nothing new. So I won't have a teaser, but I do have a game I'll probably talk about quite a bit. Okay, cool. The only thing I'll be talking about that's that's new is uh, Final Fantasy 15. I said as soon as I finished uh, Cyberpunk 2077 that Final Fantasy 15 was going to be the next game I played. Uh, I started playing it. I probably have about 12 hours or so. A lot of that screwing around, obviously, because that's what I do in video games. So, uh, But I did decide, Will, after I finish Final Fantasy XV, I am going to move on to Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which you so kindly, Yeah, that's kind, awesome. Yeah, which you so kindly gifted me and Corey on Xbox. So that'll be my next game after FF15. That excites me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'll be talking about Final Fantasy XV during what, what we played. Uh, outside of that, it'd probably be a shortish episode, I can imagine. I don't think there's too much to talk about news-wise. Um, nothing interesting going on in our day-to-day lives that oh, I man, want to talk nothing. about. Anyway. Yeah, almost nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, gaming prediction number one. My first one, uh, and why I'm predicting it, if you're wondering why this seems kind of out, out of left field for it being my first prediction... Uh, is because of the game that I've been playing mostly, but Hollow Knight Silk Song will be coming out by June. Mm-hmm. Um, this game, Team Cherry takes their sweet time developing a game as they should. Uh, they also go the route of putting out virtually no information on said game too, which for some people is really annoying. I happen to not be opposed to that kind of direction for them because I like to just have this come out. Um, and that's kind of what they did with the first Hollow Knight. So, and that game was amazing. So mm-hmm. I think they can take their time with it. Uh, but I do feel like we are coming up on when it'll actually be out. And I'm predicting that uh, by June, we will have Hollow Knight Silk Song out to play. 
Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about it for a while, right? Yeah, what Has happened it been like was, a year and a half? Yeah, so what happened was they were doing uh, stretch goals for, de- or for extra content for the original Hollow Knight, and one of them was the Hornet um, stretch goal, where you play as Hornet and they do like a smaller self-contained story. Uh, but what they were realizing is they had a lot of um, room that they could do a lot with Hornet's character, and they mm-hmm. also were realizing that Hornet's character did not move around Hollow Nest that well. Um for the player at least they can do it for the ai pretty easily uh just because everything was pretty narrow there's a lot of corridors i mean the original uh knight is a tiny little character everyone yeah. refers to it as the the tiny one and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um they just wanted to pretty much go balls to the wall with this contact pack so then they just decided to do a whole new game so okay uh that's the that's the reason behind they decided to do a full game so um yeah they will be releasing hollow knight silk song by june that is my i think that's a bold prediction considering no one has any idea people have been saying that this is going to come out since like middle uh last year Mm -hmm. so um but yeah i feel like we're at the end of the road that this will be coming out here pretty soon very nice love it all right, uh, so my first prediction, I think, is a bold prediction. I have predicted this before, but I'm going to predict it again this year. And that's that Microsoft is going to come out with a handheld. Now, Ooh. it is not going to be a normal handheld. It's going to be a cloud-based handheld. So it's not going to need to have really hefty guts in it. It's just got to put out video, and it has, it's got to be connected to Wi-Fi. Uh, or 5G. 5G w- would work, too. Um, so it'll have 5G service. It'll, it'll be uh, like a flip. Like almost like the 3DS, but it'll have you know full screen on one side, controls on the other. Uh, it's going to be all cloud based. It's going to be uh, you have to have a subscription to Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate to be able to use it, uh, and it'll play everything that's on on that through the cloud via, via Wi-Fi or 5G. I like that. Yeah. I could see them doing that too, especially because they love Nintendo. Yeah, uh, Nintendo has the Switch, so I could see them doing a kind of variant to that. Well, what made me think about it, and if I can find this, I will try to remember to, to tweet it out or something. Um, someone did a mock-up of a of an Xbox like like that. I was like, oh my god, that's a that's a br- brilliant idea. I don't know if you ever saw the the PlayStation one where the it's like a futuristic looking room and the PlayStation controller like the the Dual Sense is that what they call it? Yeah, the Dual Sense. It, it the like PlayStation. it like morphs into this like cool thing. Um, I think the same person did this one because it had the same look to it. It was a like a like a handheld Xbox, you know, with a all like it, the full thing was screen. There was no there was no bezel on the outside, and it looked really awesome. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna say this again this year because I know I've said it in the past. <laughs> Xbox is coming out with a handheld, but it's gonna be cloud based. So I I like that prediction. That would be bold too for them to take uh, that direction. I mean. Yeah their whole thing has been getting as many people as possible to play as many different games as possible. That's kind of like what they've been shooting for Microsoft. So, um, yeah. And I feel like if they kept the price low, like if it doesn't have to do all that processing of, to, to make the game in the handheld part, if it's in the cloud, that should cut costs down a little bit. You know, if they could get it at 200 bucks, you know, have a, have a two, uh, 3ds like, like system. I think that would be great. Yep, I think that would be great too. I, I would like to see that come to fruition too. I mean, I feel like Microsoft does the least with like accessories mm-hmm. um, and side e- stuff like e- ever that. Ever since they got clapped really hard about the the Connect, 
Yeah, actually, that's a good point. The Connect really <laughs> ruined it for them, didn't it? Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah, so they've been taking a little bit of a reprieve with that. And I think it's time for them to... Uh, Microsoft has done a great job within the last, I don't know, five years, I would say, uh, working on everything. Yeah, since they since they appointed Phil Spencer as head of Xbox, that was when they turned around significantly. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like uh, I feel like that uh, is going to be a good good move by them. Hopefully, let's see. Yeah. All right. Next prediction, Will. I predicted this last year. I'm going to keep it going. That Breath of the Wild two and Horizon Forbidden West are going to be duking it out for everyone's Game of the Year awards uh, mm-hmm. this year. I mean, these two are definitely coming this year. Do you think? Well, uh, I so Sony put out a whole thing where like when games are coming out, and they gave I think summer for Horizon, mm-hmm. uh, Forbidden West. A lot of my predictions are actually going to be pretty Nintendo based, but Nintendo, uh, like usual, has been pretty quiet on yeah. everything. Um, they are very hard to read. Yeah, they have a lot of directions they can go. Um, I feel like Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be a thing. It's tough because Zelda is having their 35th anniversary and Pokemon's having their 25th, I believe. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's a tough um, thing to balance. One of my other predictions will tie into the Pokemon stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, I do think that we are going to be getting Breath of the Wild 2 this year. Um, And I think those two games are going to be really pushing it for game of the year. Uh, Ultimately, probably with Breath of the Wild 2 winning, at least with the video game awards. Uh, award. Do, do you think, okay, I, I think if they both come out, that will be the case. What? How do you think Cyberpunk fits into that? I have a prediction with Cyberpunk. Okay, so you want to save that for a little bit later. I, I will be saving it, yep. Okay. Um, but I do think that for Horizon Forbidden West and Breath of the Wild 2, whatever that's going to be called, uh, will mm-hmm. be the two games that are going to be pretty much splitting uh, game of the year awards because i really think uh those two games could be pretty special yeah i honestly could see breath of the wild uh, of the two i would i would see breath of the wild more likely being pushed into next year yeah um, i i could see uh um horizon forbid horizon forbidden west yep that's that's it okay i could see that getting pushed into the fall I could see that getting pushed to the fall as well, because like I also don't October think God of War release. is coming out this year. So um, right. I think that's a sure delay. God mm-hmm. of War, Ragnarok. Um, I would say everybody just expect that in 2022 from kind of what I've been seeing. Uh, yeah. But I mean, as of right now, I think Nintendo only has one big household game coming out uh, second half of the year, um, which I'll get into in my next prediction. But I think they're going to have to have something huge for the fall and i feel like they've been waiting for breath of the wild too i mean the game's yeah. probably been in development for four years at this point yeah three years yeah and they had a very quiet i know they had animal crossing and they sold a ton of systems but the, other than that they had a pretty quiet 2020 mm-hmm. um you know they had some good games come out no question but it was it was quiet you know yeah, I mean, they, the two or all the games that came out for them that were really good were all kind of sleeper games like Origami King, uh, mm-hmm. Age of Calamity. I feel like those games didn't get mass uh, appeal kind of other than, I mean, I don't, Animal Crossing is its own thing. But usually yeah. every year they will have a game that people fawn over. <laughs> Animal Crossing is, is it's that's its own, it's its own category almost. Yeah, like when we're talking it, about it transcends everything else like it's just its own thing. 
its own entity at this point. Definitely. Like we were talking about ambassador game. I did not count animal crossing for that because it was so big that it was already like its mm-hmm. own, its own thing. So um, yeah, yeah. When, Mar- when I, I don't know if I I meant to say this and I don't know if I ended up saying it during the thummies. Cause I, I just don't remember what we, much of what we talked about. Um, but when, if, if Mark Hoppus is playing animal crossing on Twitch, yeah you know that's that that it's uh it's it's big yeah i've been listening to the back category or back catalog of a podcast it's a music podcast that i really like and mm-hmm. um i hadn't listened to it like in a really long time um so i've been like back like listening to it while i'm doing stuff and i was in the middle of the summer uh right now and they were talking about how a band filmed a music video in animal crossing oh really yeah it was like all that's, animal crossing footage and I was that's, like, that's really cool genius idea yeah. by them nice but yep uh my uh prediction it'll be breath of the wild 2 or horizon forbidden west will be duking it out for game of the year everywhere um yeah that's why i really think that'll that could happen okay uh piggyback off of that i've got more nintendo stuff um i don't think we'll see a full-on nintendo direct until like e3 time like summer uh, I don't know. They haven't had a full-on Nintendo Direct in a while, uh, and everyone's been speculating on why that might be. Because usually they, I mean, in the past they've only gone a few months without having a big Nintendo Direct. Um, but I don't think they're going to have one until summertime, like I said, roughly E3 time, to to announce their fall lineup, of which I don't know what that will look like. Um, as I said, I, I think when you talked about Breath of the Wild versus Horizon Forbidden West, I could see Breath of the Wild getting bumped. I hope they don't bump it, um, but with, with, I don't know how, mu- how much coronavirus is now affecting game development, but I know for a few months there it at least slowed projects down. Uh, and they have I, to me, they have to do something for uh, Legend of Zelda 35th Anniversary. So. Other than just putting all the old games on. Switch. Yeah, yeah, because I... I mean, I wish we had gotten a new, bigger Mario. I don't know if they had planned on having Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury come out last year. Uh, we didn't get a ton of stuff last year for Mario's 35th anniversary. Super Mario 35 was cool, um, but that that was really it. Like, I would have liked to have seen a you know full on new Mario game, yeah. even if it was just one of the side scrollers. I think that would have been cool. But yeah, you're right. Other than the 3D All Stars, we didn't really get too awful much. Yeah, which is surprising. It's yeah. also surprising that Mario and Zelda were only a year apart. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's crazy that those those franchises are thirty five. That's almost as long as I've been alive. That wow. and that's how long those 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 franchises have been both making games and making great games, and and still being relevant culturally. You know. Yeah, I mean every mainline title of those two series have always been well received, which I don't think that doesn't happen. Mm-mm. There's always a mishap along the way somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might say like uh, Mario Sunshine could have been that, but I mean, I don't think so. That game, I think now is at least really accepted to be a good game. Yeah, some of the offshoots maybe. Um, yeah, not re- well received as much. Some of the Paper Mario's, um, like <laughs> there was that bow training was... game for the Wii for the, was <laughs> the Legend of Zelda game. That I don't know what that was like. Um, but that might not have necessarily been as well received. If you want to see some bad Zelda games, look up uh, Wand of Gamelon. Wand of Gamelon, what's that? You just gotta watch it. They did a um, 
uh, okay. speed run of it on Awesome Games Done Quick. Oh, nice. And I watched it, and I was like, good lord, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, that's my next prediction. What do you got, Will? Mine's actually the antithesis to your p- prediction. Oh, I, I, hope, I hope you're right. So on Pokemon Day, which is February 27th, we will be getting a Nintendo Direct that will be announcing the much anticipated and the thing everybody knows is in fact coming the Diamond and Pearl remakes for the Nintendo Switch. I've been hyped about this for years at this point because Generation 4 is my favorite generation. I love everything about it. They're the next in line to get a remake, and the last remake was in 2014, I believe, with Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby. So I think this is going to be coming. I'm almost positive that they're going to be announced and coming out this year. I just don't know if it's going to be February 27th when it gets announced, and it'll be coming out probably around October, if I were to guess. Mm -hmm. Um, With other fun Pokemon stuff, I bet we see more Pokemon Unite. I'm oh, I forgot about that. They had the MOBA coming for the, the phone and the, the Switch, which I will yeah, probably I, be playing. I'm definitely going to be playing that. I, I for, completely forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't realize it until I saw an article about it recently. But um, And one thing I'm really personally hoping for is that we see like red, blue, gold, silver, uh, ruby, sapphire, diamond, pearl get put on the eShop so we can mm-hmm. buy it and play it on handheld or on our TVs. Yeah. I think that that would just print money. Some people predicted that, you know, how they have the NES and then SNES rotating games that they'll also do, like, Game Boy, yeah. uh, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo 64, that they'll also eventually put that stuff on there, which would be great. That's fine, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they release these games, do you know how much money they'd be printing for people to go back and replay? Yeah, because I already have a bunch of them on my Wii U. Uh, but just for the convenience sake, I would rather have them on my Switch. Yeah, especially with Pokemon, where a lot of people came into the actual Pokemon series on the different generations. Like, Mm -hmm. you guys played at one, I played at two and three is where I kind of got started. So, like, if you have a Switch from some reason, you've stopped playing Pokemon, you find out, oh, the generation that I started with got put on the eShop for 20 bucks. Yeah, definitely would buy it. Mm -hmm. It's way easier than having to do the ways that I've been playing them recently. Right. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> so i feel like uh, that that would be a good move from them and like i said i do think the generation 4 remakes are 100 percent coming this year um it's just a matter of when they want to announce it so i'm hoping that they're coming out it'll be one I, when i was saying like i think they would need another big fall game i think diamond and pearl will be their one of their big fall games um those remakes i think those could be huge if they improve upon everything that people hated about sword and shield with these I think it could be a uh, go gangbusters for him. I mean, it will regardless of if they're good or not, but yeah. Okay. So I honestly don't have any more predictions. So if you want to take it away. Uh, Yeah, let's see. Um, What was another one I was thinking? Uh, I had my list somewhere. I don't have it right now. Uh, you know what? I only prepared three intent and like good ones. So okay, yeah, we're good. It. We're good then. Honestly, like everything. Oh, so actually, weird. Cyberpunk. I had a Cyberpunk okay. one. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You, okay, you talked about that earlier. I Go think ahead. Cyberpunk will have a triumphant 2021. Okay. Uh, I really, 
really think that they put out one of their CEOs or one of the co-owners, whoever it was, I don't really know. I don't really care either. But he put out a video where he was like, oh, you know, it was on us for making them put the game out. Um, you know, we really liked the PC performance. It wasn't perfect, but we thought it was serviceable. We really pushed out the game. Uh, this is what we're going to do to fix it, yada, 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 yada. I really think that before this game, um, CD Projekt Red did everything in their power all of the time to be as pro gamer as they could. Mm-hmm. Um no drm they used to they used to do victory laps all the time i remember Corey and i used to give them a hard time yeah. because they used to pat themselves in the back for all of these pro consumer moves uh i feel like that they're going to do everything in their power to try to make cyberpunk 2077 as great a game as it uh has the ability to be and really go above and beyond to try to make up for it i just don't know why because a lot of developers don't do that but i do think that uh uh cyberpunk will be doing that and it'll have a very very good 2021 it's going to be interesting what the game awards do with this game because yeah are they gonna dock it for its really bad release for four of the five platforms it's gonna i don't know what they're gonna do i feel like it's gonna be a lot of controversies because it'll be up for game of the year i bet oh sure gonna be a lot of controversy to me it deserves it i i thought it was awesome uh i you know other than minor graphical glitches like i didn't really have i didn't have a lot of bugs uh there was like i think there was one time i got stuck um in the environment that was like the first night I played it. And then there was the one where I got stuck in the hacking mode. Yeah. I, but honestly, like looking back on it, I think I, what happened was, so you push tab uh, on PC, you push tab to enter the hacking mode. And if you release tab, it goes out. But if you push caps lock, it stays on. So I think that might've been user error. I might've just been being an idiot and I hit caps lock and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. So it could have been that and not necessarily a bug. Um, but like I had, I've had graphical glitches and stuff. It, it never bothers me too much. Um, you know, I had the the weird one. I, I don't know if you've seen this, Will, but weird person like bounces up above a car when they're driving. Yeah. It's that, that's a weird one. <laughs> Actually, never... the one where people's wieners were clipping out of their pants. Was that happening? Oh yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah, a funny that a good one. one. I'm with you. Visual bugs don't really bother me. Is when they kind of bother me is when they prevent any gameplay yeah. uh, progression. Uh, yeah, and... I was definitely frustrated when I got locked in the environment. That stunk. Yeah, because I lost maybe half an hour worth of progress. Oh, so. I mean, I would have issues on Valhalla, and it used to drive me absolutely nuts. Which was a little, one of the reasons why I was a little bit harsher on it in our mm-hmm. end of the year awards. Um, still really liked it, but I was very frustrated by some of the 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 glitches and bugs that were happening to me just there's no reason for you to have issues with quests like finishing achievements being locked out like the one i have like the the joms viking or whatever is where you kind of create your own character to help you with raids like you get an achievement when you create one and it just won't unlock for me and i'm somebody who likes to get achievements a lot of the time i don't know why i'm structured that way i think it helps guide my gameplay a little bit um so like i don't have that and it's like oh this is unlocked by 85 percent of the people who have played this game and i'm like yeah oh, well not me yeah so that's uh, it, stuff like that bothers me big time so that's one of the reasons why i'm waiting on cyberpunk because i just want it to run 
as good as it can be so i don't have to get mad at it yeah later yeah and uh, you know again for those of you that don't know i played it on pc uh i did not experience any of the console versions or you know what the what the original x or xbox one or ps4 versions look like i, I don't know i don't i don't know what the the xbox series x or ps5 versions look like i just played it on my probably mid-range gaming pc and it, it ran great and it looked great for the most part so yeah but i you know again it's it's for them it's the characters like all i thought all the characters were awesome uh i have to experience all the endings the, the ending i got i didn't love but it was my own stupidity and screwing things up at the end that that caused the problem oh so. boy i'm I'm looking forward to playing it. I also have learned why people were saying it's not an RPG. It's an action adventure. Okay. And it's because V is a playable character, uh, already established character. There's no actual role playing. Mm, I see what you're saying. And I was like, but well, that would be Gar- the case for like Mass Effect and stuff, right? Geralt. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't play Cyberpunk 2077, so I don't know how much of the dialogue and different abilities you have can play a role into how you kind of go about solving things. But if that's the thing that's kind of dumb because then Geralt is an action or the witcher 3 is an action adventure game yeah i don't know i think that's a cop out yeah that doesn't sound right to me sounds like people hating cyberpunk because they're just really mad at cd project red yeah personally but yeah okay anything else well nope all right um Nibble bits. So I have one that I'm going to say right now before I forget, and I'm glad I remembered because I completely forgot about it until we started doing our predictions. And that's that uh, EA has lost its exclusive Star Wars license, and apparently Ubisoft is working on a open world Star Wars game. There's no better developer for me to want to play an open world Star Wars game, like making it. Yeah. Uh, I love Ubisoft's formula. It hooks me every single time. And as somebody who's not a Star Wars fan, I feel like that this is the best route for me to be hooked on a Star Wars game. Absolutely. Um, I think everyone collectively is super excited. EA has mostly dropped the ball with the the Star Wars license. Uh, This last year, the Star Wars Squadrons was decent from what I've heard. Uh, I haven't played. I still want to. And um, the their their other game that kind of we glossed over during during the thummies that came out earlier in the year. What the heck was that called? Oh, uh, the New Order. Wait, yeah, was that it? No, the one the Dark Souls like game. Yeah, the Je- Je- Star Wars Jedi New Order. Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Yeah, there Fallen it is. Order. Fallen Order. <laughs> we can't even remember the name. Uh, that was that was uh, that was a good game. Apparently, well received. Um, but outside of that, EA has mostly dropped the ball on on Star Wars, so uh, it'll be nice to see it go to uh, the 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 property, go to other other developers and publishers, and yeah, Ubisoft was a good choice for that one. So see if they can unlock its potential. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, as I said, the Ubisoft games hook me every single time. So I think this is a good studio to be developing an open world game. So absolutely, I'm excited to see what uh, watchtowers they put into the game. Yeah, yeah, what what the Star Wars version of the Watchtower is. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, uh, I did I I wanted to remember that one uh before we do any other nibble bits. So, I got anything well? Yeah, actually I have a few. Uh, I have three it looks like. Uh new game coming to uh wow, two game passes Torchlight 3. 
Uh, I downloaded that. I almost bought it on sale because it was like $50 or not $50. Boy, I can't talk. 50% off. So uh, I almost bought it on PC, but I did not. I held off. And thank God I held off because it is now on Game Pass. Uh, I'll be giving that a go. I think Corey might want to play Torchlight 3 as well. So I think I might try to play a little bit with him. Uh, A lot of people really didn't like Torchlight 3. So uh, I guess I'll find out why at some point. I'm I'm a sucker for these style of games too. So actually the top comment on this article is Torchlight 3 is like beef flavored Felix cat food. My cat will eat it, but it's not as good as the salmon or chicken. (laughs) That's funny. Uh... (laughs) That's a really good comment. Um, So there's that one. Leaving Game Pass very soon will be Final Fantasy 15. That is a sad one. Uh, Oh yeah. Huge Final Fantasy 15 fans here on the podcast. So um once it's off you even if you have it downloaded you can't play it right is that how that works yeah once it's off game pass oh boy so you guys have probably like three days to get a full uh oh, it's leaving february first so you guys have enough time to get the game in and beat it uh for people who are playing it on there so yeah um leaving is going to be gris sea salt fishing sim world pro tour tour and indivisible so all those games will be leaving gris was awesome that's a short one. It's like three hours. I've wanted to play Gris actually because you talked about it on an episode that I was not on, but I listened yeah. to it. it. Sounds very interesting. It's awesome. Uh, and they're probably getting Game Pass ready for Final Fantasy 16 when that comes out. Oh yeah, which is this year, by the way. Apparently, yeah. so they say. Yeah. Interesting. I guess uh, the developer, the guy who's leading it, the guy who's doing Final Fantasy 14 too um said that he didn't want it announced until they were actually pretty far along uh apparently that's what he said okay. so i guess uh other rumor is that this game is supposed to be coming out this year last but not least 2020 saw united states players spend 57 billion dollars on gaming i just read that <laughs> increase of 27 percent of 2019's figures it, it shows man i've done nothing but play video games this year yeah like i need things to open up because it's getting to the point where i'm a little like i'm getting very lazy well it that happens this time of the year anyway where we live because it's cold and miserable out yeah and you, you throw in a little seasonal affective disorder and yeah. it hasn't been sunny here in three months yeah Maybe, maybe a few minutes of sun here and there in three months. And yeah, you just want to lay all day and eat and play video games. That's all you want to do. I think the last three nights I've played Hollow Knight until at least 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Last night was like almost 5, 5.40, I think is when I was like, I need to just stop right yeah, now. Yeah, and you look outside and it's kind of gray and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm forcing myself to get up at like 10 or 11 because it's yeah. just like I can't I can't fall down this path of sleeping until two. I don't like it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mean, I work one day a week right now. So it's just like, all right, video games for six days a week mm-hmm. <laughs> right now. So, um, yeah, that's a huge increase. Um, gaming industry rarely hit its stride, uh, even with the pandemic. So that's kind of good to see that games yeah. are just getting more popular yeah i mean at least i don't I mean, we talked about this before but 
at least for me, it's my favorite art form. It's the most, you know, it's interactive, it's visual, it's audio, and you throw in gameplay, you know, which for some of the games that you can play can be artistic, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And you actually being the characters is important to me. Like, for the most part, I like I don't watch any movies or any TV. Uh, I, Game of Thrones is like the last show that I got into. Outside of kids' movies, I don't really watch movies. So, you know, video games are it. That's where I get my my uh, my uh, escapism fix. You know. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, I really only uh, play video games. I don't watch too much TV, uh, but I do watch some TV shows and then I don't watch movies ever. I'd way rather play an hour and a half or two hours of a video game than watch a movie. Yeah, same here. To be honest. Same here. And when I'm with friends and they want to watch a movie, I'm just like, oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> you try to stay awake. I will like be on my phone most, <laughs> most uh-huh. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's bad. I really don't like movies that much. Yeah. To be honest. All right. Any other news, Will? Ah, no, that's it. Yeah. There's not a ton there, but hopefully, uh, hopefully we get some exciting, exciting. I'm always, as always, I most look forward to Nintendo news because, you know, it has the potential to be game changing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Uh, so that was Noble Bits. Will, how was your week? Good. Really nothing going on. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about hockey a little bit because hockey just started back up, which is nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we could talk a little football. Oh, my God, sports. Yeah, what a, I don't know why. A lot, I lot of sports. sports. Well, let's talk about football first. Um, for those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while, know Eric is a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. Um, so we've all been very happy to see their success in the playoffs so far. Yeah. Um, so they're playing a, a Chiefs team next week, uh, Mahomes. I think he's playing. He's going to play. I'll be honest with you. I really don't like the Chiefs at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize how much I disliked them and how much I liked Cleveland until that game. I was getting sure. so mad that whole game. Um, yeah, the the fumble in the out the end zone, I think they have to change that. Yeah, it's a bad rule. It's a That's very a bad rule. Very bad rule. Um, way too harsh for no reason. Yeah. Nobody recovered it. It's usually when no one recovers a fumble, it's they should get the back ball. on the one, don't you think? I I could see if you fumble out the back of the end zone, fine, but it rolled off the side, didn't it? Yeah, with the Browns player was the only one in the area that was gonna get it. Yeah, should have gotten it back on the one, right? Yeah, I honestly Prob- that game fixed. that. Yeah, I mean that. I don't want to. That didn't lose them the game because honestly, I thought the Chiefs played better in general because I think the Browns' defense is unreal. Like they're so bad. Um, even with some players like Ward and Garrett, I still think they're horrible. But that changed the entire complexion of the game. It would have been sixteen ten potentially going into half with the Browns getting the ball. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the Bills, the Bills are awesome. I'm really excited for the matchups because I two teams I didn't want to advance were the the Chiefs and the Saints. So seeing that the Packers and Buccaneers are playing each other and then the Bills playing the one heel team that I have left yeah. that I don't really like. I think it's awesome. I mean, I'm I, don't tell Eric, I'm really rooting for Brady. I also really like Rogers. So when the mm-hmm. Super Bowl comes and they're playing the Bills, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, 
I will, I will pick the Bills, but it'll be hard to not be happy to see either of those two guys win in the yeah. end too. So I don't know if you saw anything any of this, Will, but after the game, Tom Brady went out to talk with uh, uh, Drew Brees and his family, and he <laughs> he, th- he threw uh, Drew Brees' kids a few touchdown passes. It was awesome. That's good to see. It's, it's, it's nice to see that. Yeah, that I, I hope it's see. I hope it's not Drew Brees. It wasn't Drew Brees' last game, but it, it might very well be. You know. I think it is. He looked bad. Really yeah. bad. I think him, Rivers, and Roethlisberger all looked bad. Brady throws better than some quarterbacks that are in their 20s right now. So. I still can't believe what he does at 43 years old. Some of those passes, like, he did not have a good game. but the It Chiefs, wasn't his best, but... I mean, the Saints have a good defense. Yeah. yeah. And some of those passes he was throwing, like, unreal. There was yeah. so much zip on it. It was like he was in his 20s. Or, well, I don't want to say in his 20s, but... Yeah. He did not look 43. No. Absolutely not. So, he is eternal. He is the eternal. And he has to love that he is in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and the Patriots didn't even come close to making the playoffs. Nope, not even close. Good good on Brady. I mean, a lot of people always said he was a systems quarterback. Nope. <laughs> that is He's, not the case. He is very good. <laughs> now you could say Bill Belichick was a, was a Tom Brady coach. <laughs> That's gonna happen. That's uh, that's definitely out there already. If the Patriots have another bad year next year, that that that's gonna be the scuttlebutt. I think they. I, th- well, I mean, all of their defensive players will come back because they had a lot of opt outs because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But they've got no offensive talent. It's barren over there. I mean, Julian yeah. Edelman, I think, is only good because of Tom Brady. Personally, I mean, he played one good game when he was healthy. Uh, yeah. And that was the Seahawks game. And then after that, he was bad, 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 and then hurt the rest of the year. I don't know. I just don't think there's any offensive talent on that team. That yeah. Cam Newton. Cam, I don't think he was a good fit. No. For, I mean, Cam Newton was team. set up to fail, really, yeah. in my opinion. So it, it was bad. I think they need a quarterback. They need wide receivers. They need tight end. They need all of it on the offensive side of the ball. Hopefully yeah. they get it. I like seeing the Patriots be the heel of that division. Uh-huh. So. Okay. Yeah, football's exciting, though. I'm sad it's coming to an end soon. Yeah. It's always nice to put it on on the weekend and have it just on all day. That's yeah. the routine took, in my household. Took Sundays off of for it this year. Yeah. So. All right, hockey. How the Leafs looking? Bad and good. Uh, they're typical. Some games they can be dominant and some games they can look like they have never played an nhl game in their lives that first start of their first game against montreal i couldn't believe how bad they looked uh and then they lost to ottawa the next game and i was like what are they doing and then they dominated ottawa and then dominated winnipeg most of the game tonight so they're really they're hot and cold we'll see um i do think that they will probably win that division but uh okay you never know i think they're the best team in the northern division sure so Predator's been good. Yeah, they won their first two games convincingly. They're playing Carolina now. They're down two to one. Okay. Um. So we'll see. I think Nashville's going to be a little bit better than people thought they were. They have already looked better than I thought they were going to be. Um, yeah. I was bracing myself for the worst. I mean, it's it's very early to tell, but the the new players seem to have good chemistry with the established players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have. I mean, they started. Uh, Game one and two, it was seven new players. So you I didn't know they had that much turnover. Yeah, wow. nearly half the roster was was new players. So yeah, um, 
Granlund is is coming back, but he got tangled up with um, uh, he had problem immigration issues, and then he has to quarantine for the two weeks after he gets out. I think I don't. I think he's out of uh, the the immig- I think his immigration stuff is clear, but he's got to do the the two week because he came over from Sweden like kind of yeah late. yeah. Right, because he wasn't signed, right? Mm-mm. Until right before. They signed camp. him like right before. I think it was like mid camp they signed him, or maybe it was even a couple days before they started the season. Okay. Yeah, so he had to do all the rigmarole. Yep. Coming over. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, th- the third defensive pairing is so much better than they were last year. It's Mark Borowiecki and, uh, and Matt Benning. So much better than the. I did not realize they had the two of them, actually. Yeah. So that's their third pairing, and it's so much better than, than their third pairing has, has been in a very long time. So probably so ever. So if Yossi playing 30 minutes, he can play like 26, 25 yeah. now. Play, play a little bit less. Which is good, yeah. Um, I'm confused. Is the North Division the only division that's only playing themselves? Like, is Nashville playing people from the West and the East Division? I don't know how that works. I never went and looked ahead. Um, far enough yeah uh, it's everything's so weird like it's weird that tampa is on in our division yeah. and and carolina's in our division and detroit is back in our division like the, Col- everything's Columbus weird too. colorado's in the west <laughs> yeah st louis too yeah, st louis that's not far that's four hours from nashville so that <laughs> that's weird that that's in the in the west yeah, let's but, see here. But yeah, I don't um, know how how much they go outside their division. You're right. The North Division being all Canadian teams, they're only playing each other. Um, but outside of that, I don't really know. All right, let's see the Predators here. I'll bring up their schedule real quick. Uh, the NHL website is really bad. Yeah, it is. There's too much on it. They need to simplify it. How do I just bring up? the schedule and there it is okay wait can i just bring up an individual team i don't know i don't know how it works god all right all right all right let's see here um so far and it's looking like teams are only playing teams in their division okay because I just looked at Vegas, and they're only playing Anaheim, Anaheim, Arizona, 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 Arizona. They play Arizona four games in a row. St. Louis, which is all Western division teams. San Jose is West. LA is West. Colorado's West. I think Minnesota's in the West, too. Yep, Minnesota's West now, too. Yeah, so San Jose, LA... Colorado, LA, Anaheim. Yeah, so it looks like they're only playing in their own division. That's crazy. Huh. Inter- that's very interesting. So that means the first time they all play each other in other divisions is going to be in the playoffs. Yeah. That's pretty crazy to think about. I that like that, crazy. though. It, it, it is cool. I mean, because it was the same thing like with, with, um, with the way the they started like the playoffs so it was just this weird like it's just a weird one-off thing you know that they're pro- that probably will never happen again it's the same with the this division realignment as far as i know it's just going to be like this for this one year you know and and then uh, with seattle and the expansion draft like it's probably going to go back to normal you know next year 
But. I think they will be more willing to realign divisions. You know, yeah. I think that they'll be more willing to kind of play around with it a little bit more to make it better uh, because they were just going to be, they were going to slot into the Pacific. So that wouldn't have been too hard, but I know there's some, some teams that feel like they're in the wrong division still, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, it'll go mostly back to normal. Maybe a few changes. How do you feel about the division names? They, I know they got corporate sponsor names, but I don't even know what any of them are. Uh, the worst one is the Honda West Division. Honda West Division. I think that division's really poorly, poorly named. Um, see if I can get them for you. They're funny. TD Ameritrade East Division. I don't know what they are. So we have the Scotia North, which I don't think is too bad. Yeah. The Scotia Bank. Then we got Mass. Well, not just that, but you could have Nova Scotia. Like that could just be a Canadian thing. Yep, it ties into it. If you don't sure. know any better, that Scotia, I think, is a, a bank in Canada. Yeah. I think maybe yep. Canadian listeners can correct. But uh, I mean, Mass Mutual East, that's kind of bad too. And Discover Central, which I think is also not great. <laughs> Honda West is the worst. Honda by West far. is the worst. I agree. <laughs> I laughed when I saw that. But I was, uh, me and my dad were talking, well, dad, we we're talking about it, and he was saying that he hated it. And I was like, if that helps them raise the salary cap next year, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. For a year. But it's going to be interesting next year when they go back to a more normal divisions, like everything, if it's going to keep the sponsor names too. Yeah. It's weird because, you know, they're not bringing in much fan revenue, you know, like the, the teams are, uh, they have to be operating on huge losses. I don't know what kind of emergency funds the NHL has available, but uh, I know the AHL is in some some trouble because of you know financial reasons. So yeah, I mean, like you look at a team like Arizona, which has been rumored to be bleeding money. Other teams are helping. Um, relocations always been talked about with Arizona. Like, what are they going through right now? I know Arizona is one of the states that are in America that are a little bit more open, but they're still not allowed to have full stadiums so yeah. it's like i think they're allowing some fans maybe but yeah yeah i mean they, they're basically re- like hoping for merch sales right, right now it's got, it that's it's tough i know football teams are struggling baseball teams are struggling i mean the yankees said that they didn't want to spend too much money this year that's the new york yankees <laughs> yeah that never happens that's probably the first time in 60 years that's happened yeah, I mean, they were one of their best players, DJ LeMahieu, had a contract negotiation. And he's a $100 million player, and he was trying to get that, and the Yankees would not go anywhere near that. They ended up settling on $90 million, uh-huh. but, like, was not getting any money that he was going to – I thought he deserved. I think he's their best player. So yeah. it's tough. It's going to be interesting to see where sports, how they uh, – the ripple effect for some of these. Sabres won 6-1 to tonight, by the way. Wow. Nice. That'll make Eric happy. Yeah. All right. I think that's all. Uh, sports. Sports ball. Pretty much sports, yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much all I have to talk about for my week, too. So uh, let's get into what we played. Will, what have you been playing? Been playing so much Hollow Knight. I have decided that if I platinum Hollow Knight on PS5, I'm retiring from video games because that'll be my magnum opus because this game is hard. (laughs) I look at, I'm at the point now, like I'm kind of, I did it on switch, but 
I didn't do that much of the stuff on the Switch. I didn't get all the charms. I didn't upgrade everything fully. I didn't get all the abilities. I didn't get all the nail art. So I've been working on that now. Uh, I didn't get all the grubs that are throughout the map. So now I'm playing it. I'm trying to do all of that stuff. Uh, and some of the achievements are insanely hard. One of them being you have to complete the fifth Pantheon uh, and to not get into whole, the whole lore thing. But basically there's a boss rush mode for one of the DLCs for Hollow Knight, which was the last one, where you have to go through all five Pantheons, but you don't get a break between each you get a break between each pantheon but you have to fight all of these bosses and be able to live through all of them and at the end it's like some of the hardest bosses in the game that people are like this is, is so hard to try to do so i have to complete that as one of them and i am not good at the boss fights in this game i'm playing it side by side with one of my friends and he's blowing through all of the boss fights uh, one of the harder fights in the game is nightmare king grib and he beat him he did like 10 tries one day, went to bed, woke up and did it on his third try. I know people who have fought King Grimm for a month or two. Wow. Yeah. So like, I'm very worried to when I get to those, those fights. So um, that's my goal though. If I do that, uh, that's going to be, that'll be my magnum opus and I'm retiring from video games. I'm pretty much <laughs> play, playing Hollow Knight because Silk Song I think is going to be coming out sooner than later. So I kind of wanted to get a, a deep playthrough and and like i just love hollow knight i love the lore the storytelling that it does i think it's really really unique and i just enjoyed everything about it and i mean it's a top 10 game for me and i wanted to give it another go before the the next game comes out so i've been doing that nice um i'm kind of deciding on my four in february games now too uh i think i have two of the games that i'm going to be doing on my list right now do you want to share yeah, I'm going to end up buying Neo 2 on PC when that oh. comes out. Uh, so that'll be one. And then I think I'm, I'm going to try Bloodborne. Oh, wow. They're two similar games, too. So yeah. uh, those will be the uh, that'll be two of them. And then I'm kind of trying to figure out. I'm thinking Spirit Fair might be another one mm -hmm. for a third. Uh, and then I don't know what the fourth will be. I'll probably an easier one. Yeah, that I, that's <laughs> probably a good idea because i'm probably i was thinking the witcher 3 not super hard but super long i think i would be at like 140 hours or something like that yeah uh i think the witcher the my first witcher 3 playthrough was 110 hours that's so uh, long. but that's doing the vast majority of the side quests and stuff yeah i might do it i don't know maybe i will do it and just see how far i get it's really? a great game. I'm not trying to shy you away from it. It's great, but uh, yeah, a lot of lot of hours in that one. You could, really? I'm sure you could beat it faster if you wanted. Really, kind of what this all hinges on how much I work and if they try to like start opening up stuff more in mm -hmm. February or not. If they don't, I think I can do it. Yeah, but if they or if I'm working a lot more again, there I have no shot. I might be able to do two of the games of the four, but. Um, if things stay kind of where they're at, I think I can do it. Really depends how much Bloodborne and Neo destroy my soul. Yeah. I mean, I think Bloodborne's only supposed to take like 25 hours. It's just how much are you going to want to power through? I don't know to what extent, too, because um, I know you can summon help. I don't know what, what kind of community is left playing Bloodborne. I, uh, I got revitalized because of the PS5. And also people okay. think that there's going to be a 
uh pc version uh yeah like a remaster please for the ps5 and pc so how long to beat says bloodborne is 34 hours 34 okay neo 2 is 44 mm. <laughs> and keep in mind that's 34 hard hours too yeah that's not you know that's not 34 hours of walking simulator that's struggle the whole time uh the witcher on how long to be just main story is 51 and okay. a half what's what's completionist because that was probably pretty close to completionist um 100 and was it two or is it more hold on it is loading 172 okay so i yeah i didn't i wasn't that far um i'm pre- like i said i'm pretty sure because i i played like a time and a half um and i think my my play time is 170 something hour 175 hours let me look oh wow uh the witcher through wild hunt 170 hours and 29 minutes Whoo, that's a big one yeah that's a lot well you put 100 in cyberpunk as well yep uh let's see cyberpunk is 110 good lord what uh, again i don't know i i don't think i've talked about this recently but if, if you're interested god galaxy for pc uh, is superb and one of the things it does is it lists the hours of all the games you played so um it doesn't have a nintendo on here but, but you can connect your playstation to it so you you know your playstation hours so do you know what the ps5 does actually What's it that? tells you your game time the amount okay. of time you've been in game which is one of uh, it's a feature i really like i yeah. always was annoyed that they didn't have that on any of the consoles because the xbox i don't think does it yeah, I like to know. Well, I I know. So the God Galaxy, if you connect your Xbox account, does have the hours for Xbox games. Really? Yeah. So I should I should have this then. That's good because a couple of the games like I've played on multiple platforms, like um, uh, Fortnite for one. I played a handful of hours on the Xbox. Uh, Lego Jurassic World that I have on PC and Xbox. It has both of those and combined mm-hmm. on here. So, um, that's cool stuff. Uh, but I always, I, I always like keeping, you know, keeping tabs on how many hours I've spent in games. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that too. Sometimes idle time gets in there, but I've gotten better at being able to, if I know I'm going to be idle for a little bit, I just log out. So I don't kind of up my hours. Yeah. There is a game though that I played recently that didn't count idle time and it might've been Valhalla, but I'm not sure. Uh, you're right. It, was. it did not con- count idle time. So when it was paused, it didn't count. Because okay, I yeah. noticed that because one day I left it on like all day uh, on accident and I came back and realized that my hours had not gone up. And I was like, oh, that's that's great. Great feature. That is an amazing feature. Yep. Um, I looked at Spirit Fair. It's at 23 and a half. So that one's a lot shorter than the other one. But I'm looking at uh, 160 hours of game. Wow. I am considering Astral Chain, subbing it in for one of the oh, longer ones. That's what I have to go get back to. Same. I've wanted to for a while. good. So, but what I want to hear about, Dan, yep. you get into it. Oh, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if I talked about, I'm sure I did. Uh, so I, pl- I started playing Final Fantasy 15 on PC when it first came out on PC. I don't 
know if I bought it or someone gifted it to me. I don't remember how it happened, but I think you did buy it because you and I both wanted to play it on PC because I wanted to do yeah. another run and it didn't run great on either of our PCs. So we just yeah. the So the I had that was when I had my GTX 970 on my old computer. It, it was OK, but it was wasn't good enough performance. And I hate letting uh, issues with performance affect my thoughts on a game. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'll sit on this when I when I upgrade my computer, I'll play it. Obviously, I've had my new computer for a little while now. I got my new graphics card. Uh, I don't know September. I don't remember when it was. So uh, it's been this long. So I decided to reinstall Final Fantasy 15. I think I talked said that I would uh, on this very podcast a few times. So I did. I installed it. Uh, I went through the tutorial with the keyboard and mouse. I learned how to play it on the keyboard and mouse, and then I decided now nah, play with controller. So yeah. I had to relearn how to play it again on the controller, uh, but it yeah, hooked. I'm definitely hooked on it. I think it's awesome. Where have um, you? Uh, what like what are you doing right now? So I don't want to spoil anything, um, but I just found out about there's been an invasion. Oh yeah, okay. And some, and some, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm only okay. ten to 15, 15 hours between ten and fifteen hours in. Um, I have done a lot of the side missions, the hunts. Um, I, I don't know. I it's really hard to talk about like what I love about the game because it's really everything. Uh, I love that you camp at night. You know, yeah, I do you, too. You, like it's it, it's a it's a broad trip. You know, like you're just hanging with your bros. On a road trip, uh, Noctis is, is heading to get married to his betrothed. Uh, some stuff happens, and it, you know things don't go according to plan. But it's just you, with, you know, Noctis with his with his homies Ignis and Prompto and and Gladiolus, and and they do bro bro things along the way, you know. Um, so it's 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 super good. Um, yeah, I. Well, I spent Go ahead time... and talk. I gotta, I gotta yell at my kids real quick. Hold on. Okay. Um, I spent um, a lot of time kind of bashing movies earlier in the episode, but if you ever find that you have like an, I don't know, like I think it's like an hour and some change, the Kingsglaive movie is really good because mm-hmm. it tells you uh, basically, or you could read a, a, a document on it. There's a breakdown of that, but it basically tells you kind of what leads up to the invasion and the actual invasion. Wow, which is okay. really, really cool. So you get some context for that because people's biggest complaint about 15 was some of the story stuff they put in other media, like comics, movies, books, other stuff like that. So not everything's in the game and it drove, drove people crazy because they're not getting the full story on some stuff. So you kind of had to go out to get the complete story. But a lot of that stuff since has been kind of added to Final Fantasy. Like one of the characters that's uh, one of the the antagonists gets a, a whole episode dedicated to him. So you learn a little bit about him. So um, that's I, and I want to experience some of that stuff because I, I missed a lot of it. I played base game when it first came out in 2016, I think yeah. it was. So. Did you feel like you missed out on anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have DLC char- or, or episodes for every character besides uh, Luna, Freya. She was supposed to get one, but then they canceled mm-hmm. it, I guess. But okay. yeah, like uh, Prompto, Ignis, Gladiolus all get one. Uh, Arden gets one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all of them. But okay. yeah, I'm excited for you to get further into it. It's uh, I look back very fondly at that game. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um, 
again, it's one of those games that I'm I'm thinking about when I'm not playing it, and and I look forward to finally getting time to sit down with it again. Um, yeah, one of these nights I got to put in like a, a, a not pull an all nighter, but an almost all nighter, like it did when Cyberpunk first came out, and just sink some hours into it because really I only get like an hour or two at a time to play it. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really good if you haven't played it yet. It's and you like open world like RPGs. And you don't mind some JRPG weirdness? It's a it's a good one. One of my favorite things in that game is when Ignis is driving you to your location. Yeah, <laughs> I just, just I love that. Sit in your car and change the radio. Yeah, I played uh, Ar- Arathis theme so many times, times like uh, in that drive to wherever okay. I'm going. Because some of the drives are like I didn't fast travel any of the drives. I always sat in the car. Okay. So like it would be an eight minute drive or whatever. And I'm just like listening to music. I'll do stuff on my phone if I need to. It's like a nice little pace breaker. Yeah. To some of the fighting and stuff. Yep. Uh, hold on a second. I got to take a quick timeout. Yeah. Go for it. So anyway, yeah. Final fantasy 15 is great. Um, where was I with that? Um, we were talking about driving around and listening to music. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I like how you can upgrade the regalia and customize the regalia, um, all the food, learning recipes. I don't know. Like Sometimes that stuff in, in a game can get annoying, but I think it adds to the charm of the game. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. It's, I, I'm it's, still figuring out all the systems, still figuring out how like magic works. Uh, I think I have a decent handle on it. but My only complaint, my biggest complaint about the game, because I do have a few, but magic is the biggest. Like, it was not fun to figure out or use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I played the 7 remake, and magic was how it usually is. And I was like, oh, this is great. I'm casting spells and, like, doing the combat. And then I played 15 for, like, 14 or 15 hours and had none of that. And I was yeah. like, that's a bummer that it's the way that it is in this game, in my sure. opinion. So yeah, um, that's all I played. I'll probably I'll hopefully have a, a more significant portion to talk about with that next week. As I said, I'm I'm how long is that? I meant to look up the how long to beat. Let me. I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, how long to beat? There we go. And Final Fantasy fifteen. Final Fantasy 15, main story is 28 hours, main and extra is 53 and a half, uh, completionist is 93 and a half, so I'll probably be somewhere between main and extra and completionist. It's usually where I where I fall. Okay, yeah. That sounds about right. I think I put in around that um, for when I played it on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so outside of that, I've only I've continued playing Animal Crossing. Uh, still play Fortnite just about every night with my daughter. And that's everything, really. So. Yeah. I don't think we have any feedback. I'll do a quick double check. Uh, I should say while you're, while you're doing that, I've been playing a lot more Hades recently, too. Mm-hmm. That is a travesty that we gave Littlewood Game of the... Or Indie of the Year. I, oh, really? Yeah. Like, I get the one guy developer, but Hades is supremely the better game. Okay. I'm gonna that coming out of the awards. That was the award I was the angriest about because oh, okay. 
Hades deserved it, and I couldn't believe we let Eric decide that Littlewood was the game or the India of the year. Mm-hmm. Very upset about that. I gotcha. But that's an aside. Yeah. Um. So yeah, next week I'm hoping we can get back to weekend morning recordings and have have Corey on with us. I don't know what we'll do for a topic, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. And that's everything, right, Will? Yeah, that is it. All right. Well, that will do it for episode 483 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Watch